This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. So we're here today with Mr. William Tincup. Question of the day, how to maximize influencer marketing initiatives? Sure. The, uh, the easiest thing is, is you work with them as a team. So advice I generally give vendors is pick a small team of uh, you know five to seven people and then you know, figure out what they want to do content-wise and what their kind of initiatives are, like what, they, what they're speaking on that particular year, what they care about, um, what their blog's kind of doing. Because what's interesting is each one of them, so you take a Jessica Miller-Merrill or a Tim Sackett, from year to year, they're kind of into different things. And so the first thing you want to do is make sure you're in alignment with what they are doing. Second... Then you want to engage, um, and engaging with them is as easy as contacting them and saying, "Hey, we want we want to do something with you. We want to work with you. Um, you know, give us a couple different ways. Here's what we're thinking, and that could be uh, having them at dinners, at uh, at your events, uh, or at conferences. That could be a roadshow. Um, that could be writing on your blog in their name so that they promote that to their audience, but." Influencers are generally really easy to work with. You just kind of make sure that they're aligned, you know, with what you want out of the influencers. But I, you know, all of them are approachable. The divas of the industry. Yeah. You, the wide some, receivers. Some people oh. call it the HR famous. <laughs> and uh, and there's, there's, there is some truth to that. Yeah. Um, you included. Yeah. Right. Uh, 100%. I think the... Uh, the hard part of dealing with influencers from a vendor perspective is there's no one economic model. So like when you work with a market research firm like uh, Forrester or Gartner, you know, they have a price list uh, and it's very easy to engage with them uh, on, on, on things because you know, you want to be, you want a research report, you know, it costs this, you, you want Josh Burson, you know, on site for a day, it costs this, like it's, pretty well uh, standardized, I guess is a great way of thinking about it. But if you take, you know, a hundred influencers or bloggers and you put them up against a wall, there's a hundred different economic models. And so that is probably the trickiest thing. Uh, If anyone will do anything for free, they're not, they two, one of two things is going on. Either they don't know what they're doing. Um, or they're young in the industry, not my age, but just by a year's time served, if you want to use prison references. Or it's just going to be crap. Like whatever they deliver is just going to be crap, which doesn't help you. The people that get paid are the people that demand, you know, they have an audience, they know what their worth is, which is what you want. You want people that know their worth. So the first thing out out of the box is ask them, like, how do we work with you? Right. Now, do you go to the market? Should a vendor go to the market with a guide of pricing 
or is that an individual conversation? I've, I've had it both ways. Uh, sometimes they don't know. And honestly, you can tell on the phone that they just don't know what things cost. Like if we were, if you were to write an article for us or if you were to do this for us or show up at an event, how much would it cost? Cause, and they have no idea because of that lack of standards of mm-hmm. economic models. And uh, some of it's, you know, I don't want to be at too dark, but some of it's because people want you, they want stuff for free. And uh, you just don't get quality for free. And uh, anybody worth their salt, and I mean, this is Lori Rudiman and, you know, Chris Dunn and any of these people, they're, if you don't, if there's no dollars attached, um, they, even if it's a pet project for them, they're not going to do it. Right. You know, this, it's a business. And it's a business for you too. I mean, there's, no one's working at a nonprofit here. That's right. Now, influencer marketing, when we talk about that from a budgeting perspective, what's a realistic understanding for someone that might be listening to this today? What's a realistic understanding for them? I need to have this much available to get this type of work done. You know, it depends on kind of what you've already done socially and uh, what your list, your email list looks like and what your brand looks like. So let's say you're new to the market. And you don't have a great email list and socially no one, you know, knows you, etc. This is a great way. They used to call it uh, content hijacking. Uh, but this is kind of like that. This is uh, how do I get to market fast? Well, I can go and get, you know, 15 people to quasi uh, legitimize me in the marketplace. And then uh, I can get there faster. So in that case, is this, you know, startups, uh, you would probably overly spent now taking an established brand like a ultimate software you'd build an influencer group but it would be uh, probably a tighter group of people you'd go deeper with and do research and do all kinds of other projects but you know you've already got a great social program you've already got a great brand you've already got a great list like you don't need to spend as much in influencer marketing one of the one of the things you want to assume and you want to also validate right is uh, what type of audience do they have? Like, is it is it quality? Is it quantity? Is it both? Is it neither? Is it the audience that you want to reach? Uh, so sometimes that's that's also a fail in working with influencers. It's not just the economic model, or that you're not in alignment with what they want to do or you want to do. It's they don't have your audience. Right. So let's break this down to one we'll did here. Uh, your top three tips to somebody who is looking to build or take their influencer marketing program to the next level? So first thing, ask your audience. Uh, the first thing right out of the box is, uh, is socially, you know, I mean, you can do it on Twitter or, or Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever and ask people like, Hey, who's, who's influential? You know, who's, who do you pay attention to? Um, and see what you see, what kind of responses you get back. Uh, the, the, that the, an extension of that is doing a readership survey where you email your customers and prospects and pretty much everybody in your house list. And you ask them, you know, a bunch of series of questions about, you know, books and blogs and, and conferences and things like that. But one of the questions you want to ask is, you know, when making a, a technology purchase, who are you influenced by? And, uh, and so you want to find out essentially who's, influential in your kind of market and it could be anybody so don't make any assumptions uh so that's the first thing 
once you have that list and you've kind of brought it down uh, to a group of people, and I'll give you a real-world example real quick. Um, I was working with an ATS a couple of years ago, and uh, they wanted to spend money with a gardener. And uh, I, hard st- I hard stopped the, uh, the spend, and I said, well, first of all, that might be a great idea. Uh, but before we spend a quarter of a million dollars with Gardner, why don't we find out if that's a good idea? So we surveyed 20 questions, survey monkey is fast, easy and cheap. And we t- 20 questions. And one of them was that question, who's influential. And at the time, this was years ago, but at the time it was for this particular survey, it was Tim Sackett, Chris Dunn, Steve Bose, Lori Rudiman and me, not in that order, but it was us. And at the particular time, all five of us were contributors to Fistful of Talent. So essentially their audience said, yeah, we pay attention to these people. So my advice was to pull the quarter of a million dollar spend and then go to Fistful of Talent and do advertising and a couple webinars and things like that. Like spend it where your audience is already consuming content or already consuming that social personality or, or influencer, spend it there. So the second thing, that's, that's a good story, and I've got several of those if you're ever curious, but the second thing is, is once you know the list is to then just reach out and be as you know, open and forthcoming as possible. Hey, listen, we've, we've surveyed our audience. They seem to really love you. We don't have a relationship. We'd like to have a relationship with you. We understand money is going to be involved. Um, so like you, you're just cutting through all of the kind of the, the, the BS that happens right. and you just get to the, we want to do business with you. And uh, so what does that look like? And then you get on the phone, a uh, conference call, a couple of conference calls, and it's, then it's kind of making sure that you're in alignment. That's that, you know, what are you trying to achieve? And then, uh, and then it's the work. The third thing is, you know, defining the relationship after you've figured out the economic model and who you're going to be working with. It's uh, what do you really want them to do? And sometimes that's the fail. So you get past the, okay, we didn't know who they were. Now we do. Uh, We've contacted them and uh, everybody seems to be on board. And then they pick something that you're not like with me as a great example. People will contact me and do all of the things that we just talked about and they'll say, hey, we want you to write uh, articles for us. <laughs> <laughs> for free. Yeah. Well, no, even if it's paid, it's like uh, I'm, I'm a forced writer. Like when I write, there's literally yeah. a gun to my head. You do not write. I do not write. You barely talk. I, I, well. I've seen you at events. Yeah. So uh, I'm a mentalist for sure. Yeah. So, so asking me to do something that's out of kind of my comfort zone. Now, if that were the same exact thing, they surveyed their audience, they, um, they contacted me. We had a couple of great calls mm-hmm. and they said, we want to do a podcast series with you, or we want to do a video series with you, or we want you to do come up and we'll take down a studio and we want to get your take on 15 items. Okay. Deal. Like that's easy. Uh, so you can have that misalignment of what you're good at and what they want. And I think, so those are the three things. Okay. And that's a good three things on influencer marketing initiatives. Absolutely. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.